This is MRN Out Loud on MRN.com, presented by Bloomin' Mondays at Outback Steakhouse. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. MRN Out Loud, presented by Outback Steakhouse. After the racing weekend that was at Martinsville, looking ahead to Texas Motor Speedway. And look who's back, Joey Meyer from your extensive world tour. My special little Joey has missed you. My little assignments are over. Special assignments. Yeah, my special assignments are over. My little Joey has missed me. <laughs> he really has. My little Joey has missed me. You and, know, after uh, last week's yeah, show, we yeah. had Noah Gregson in here, and little yeah. Joey turned and looked at me and said, is Joey ever coming Yeah, back? here I am. I'm back. I said, we're, I don't we're know. Good, good for the but rest of the year. it's a good week because Kevin Harvick got another top ten. Free. Free. free Bloomin' Blue Onion. Bloomin' Monday at Outback it. Steakhouse. Go back by there. Tell them Kevin Harvick did it again. Gimme. That blooming onion for free. A really quiet day for those guys over yeah, the Yeah, not much car. happened. Very quiet. It was, on, it was interesting because the 14 was carrying the Stuart Haas banner mm-hmm. for most of the afternoon until he had a late mechanical failure and fell back in the rankings. Um, really didn't seem like his car was that bad. Mm-hmm. He ran really, really good. But the four car was close to getting lapped a couple times. I mean, it was, he was in the back and then... Poof, all of a sudden, now he's in the top 10. So that's what, that's what really... He just waited for everybody else to get out of the way and but, tear themselves up. But that's what really good teams do. That's mm-hmm. what, you know, good good teams... Make something out of nothing. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, there's always that chicken salad kind of yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a saying that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what kind of day we had. But there was there was a, a you know, a, a showed up to Martinsville and saw Mike Tyson, you know. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> ear got bitten off. Let's at least point that out. But Martin Truex Jr. finally gets his grandfather clock. Uh, David Gilliland, a first-time winner. We always love talking about first-time winners. He finally does for Kyle Busch Motorsports and then has some comments on his in-car radio afterwards, and Kyle Busch didn't want to talk about that. David Gilliland said, yep, I said it. It was heat of the moment, but he said some things about me too. And then after the cup race for the second week in a row, not on the cup side, but the second race in a row, we had a little fisticuffs, a little altercation. You know, Mar- <clears throat> Martinsville is our flattest, shortest track that we go to, and when you stick 40, 38, 39, 40 cars or trucks next to each other for that long a time, you simply get heated. You know, we can drive down the interstate in five miles and have an issue with uh, with traffic. Here it is. Take a look. This is and after the starts, race, and then that little pad. Yep, yeah, that little pad is what ignited it. And, and then, then here goes yeah. Denny, and there, there it goes. is. And there goes Denny. Yeah, and there goes Denny. <laughs> there goes Denny, yes. And uh, you were pointing out earlier that that looks akin to something we've seen in the NFL. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a 15-yard penalty right there. I'm calling, throwing a flag. Horse collar. Horse collar flag. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, I think, and, and what we've heard already from NASCAR this morning, is that will draw a penalty from the crew member. That uh, did that to Denny because right now the drivers are trying to, uh, you know, arrange the fight and they want to talk about it amongst themselves and people are separating them as they should. But the one crew member that came in and Mm -hmm. pulled Denny away at the uh, extreme energy level that he did. Yeah, uh, I think NASCAR will put a stop to that because that's not we want to separate fights or allow the drivers to. But not dump gasoline into it. Exactly right. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we've seen that in the past where. You know, just the week before we saw it with uh, with Cole Custer and Tyler, and Tyler Reddick, Reddick. You know, but most of those guys were separating them, and it was uh, a few were not. Every everything was escalating and getting less 
Mm-hmm. That was actually a situation that for a moment was actually picked up in intensity. And I mm-hmm. think that's what NASCAR looked at is saying we can't have that. After the race, uh, Todd Gordon, Joey Logano's crew chief, Travis Geisler, the competition director mm-hmm. for Team Penske, and the crewman who uh, was unnamed yeah. uh, and did the, the horse collar move there, all got called to the NASCAR trailer. Uh, Steve O'Donnell with NASCAR says something likely will happen this week. We'll keep our eyes and ears open for that. But after it's happened a couple of times in a row, I think they feel like maybe once we'll let it go and see if things simmer down. But after the second time, I I think they feel like they almost have to do something to de-escalate this type of thing from happening in the future. Well, again, what we saw last week with the Tyler Reddick, Cole Custer is the peak of the moment when the two drivers were there. And I really felt like like the top of the argument started with the drivers. Mm-hmm. And after everything, everything, everybody else that got involved started seeping down and getting less and less. Seepage the, is the problem. Exactly. So we had seepage. <laughs> but it got but the intensity of the fight got less and less and less. Yeah. What we saw yesterday was Joey and Denny talking. Joey walks away with the slap. That starts to escalate it. But then with the crew member pulling Denny mm-hmm. at the extreme energy that he used. That escalated the fight. Even more. That escalated, and I think that's what NASCAR is trying to stop from happening. Yeah, and I think uh, most people would be in agreement that that let the drivers have their say and deal with it, and then if you're going to get in between them, then get in between them. But then when it goes beyond that, I think they're trying to draw a line in the sand here. And this is an argument or a fight or an event that we see only in the playoffs. We won't see this in the spring race very Mm -hmm. often because – there's 26 races that we can get points back. We are down to three races, eight drivers for four spots. One driver already... Three spots now. One exactly. of them has been taken. That's what I'm saying. One driver already clinched his spot with Martin Truex Jr. winning at Martinsville. So he's going to Homestead. We know 25% of the field who's racing for a championship now. Mm-hmm. The intensity of the other three drivers, you can see the point system right there. Joey's on the fourth point. But all it's going to take is for one of those other four drivers behind him to win a race mm-hmm. or get more points, and boom, Joey's out. So it's, Or if it's a non-playoff driver wins, it takes a chance away from one of those guys, and then they have to point their then way the in. So right now, Joey's in on points, uh, minus 30, and you can see Kevin Harvick's 14 points behind him. What a bad, bad weekend for Chase Elliott. Yeah. Blew up Gosh. in the first five or ten minutes of practice. Those guys str- thrashed to put an engine in that car, came mm-hmm. back out, had a great practice, qualified second. And then, sure enough, uh, leaving pit road, we see it. You see it a lot in the old days, uh, leaving on a concrete surface, uh, broken axle, and those guys had to go to the garage for thirty or forty lap repairs. But a tough. He's in a must win situation. Yeah. The other guys can still outrace the other guys in two more races without having to win. But right now, Chase Elliott is on that must win situation. I think I saw Jeff Gluck. I think was the one who I saw tweeted it first uh, about what an odd playoff season it's been. For Chase Elliott. I mean, think about what's happened to him. He wins the Roval after crashing. Then he has the motor problem here at Martinsville, overcomes that with a really good qualifying effort, and then has another problem during the race that winds up making him the the last of the eight playoff guys right now. Yeah, and a motor problem at Dover. Right. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of odd things here late in the season. Yeah, him and the 20 car, uh, it's unfortunate their first 26 races were really looking back on a season. You're really proud of those first 26 races. Uh, that got him into the playoffs with the 20 car and Chase. Well, the 20 car had three devastating weeks, knocked him out of the first round of the playoffs, and now Chase is in his third round trying to make it and still having bad problems. They ran really good, super, super strong car. Those guys were able to get off the corner and get under people uh, and then unfortunately had that. They drove all the way to eight, started dead last, Mm -hmm. 
dead last and were able to drive all the way back in the top 10 at Martinsville. They were really good. All right. We've got a big show coming up here on MRN Out Loud. Joey Meyer is back with us after his extensive tour of the nation. Little Joey is thrilled about that. Head on over to Outback Steakhouse. Get that free Bloomin' Onion because of another top 10 finish by Kevin Harvick. We still haven't heard from Martin Truex Jr. that yet. We'll do that when we come back. And I got a question for you about what we've seen at Martinsville so far this year. G'day America, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right, Outback Delivery is here. Now you can enjoy all your Outback favourites anywhere. Our signature centre cut sirloin at home. It's here. Or game day party platters with kookaburra wings that'll have both teams cheering. It's here. Or steak and lobster for a date night at home. It's here. Head over to Outback.com and place your orders because Outback delivery is here. Outback Steakhouse, Aussie rules. Delivery availability varies. Delivery charge may apply. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Petties, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap! And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty! I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm glad I'm not fighting. I'm glad I won. And uh, not only, you know, honestly, not only, it's really not only about going to Homestead for me. This is a huge win for me personally. This is huge. Um, I was so mad. Part of the reason I was so mad last year wasn't because of Homestead. I felt like we could still get there, and and we did. I wanted to win this race. I wanted to win at Martinsville because it had been so. It's been so tough for me. And um, first couple times I came here, I mean, we were terrible. I mean, awful, you know. I, I seen Bono yesterday. He used to be my crew chief, Kevin Bono Mannion. And we joked about how bad we <laughs> bad we ran here the first couple times <clears throat> just yesterday. So, you know, for me, it's just a personal thing. You know, you want to be able to win everywhere. You want to be able to conquer all the things that you say. I need to figure that out. And um, to finally get it here, it just feels good, you know. So, Homestead, yeah, it's awesome. But, uh, you know, standing here today, the, the win here and taking that grandfather clock home is even bigger to me. There you go. Martin Truex Jr. with a little emotion coming through. And remember, uh, a year ago, as he was talking about there, he and Joey Logano thumped and bumped their way to the start-finish line. He's been up in the mix a lot, but has just not been able to get that grandfather clock until now. You know, we have essentially four different styles of racetracks, short tracks, intermediates, uh, super speedways, and and road courses. Mm -hmm. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. has been successful on everything except for Martinsville. It's one of the Mm -hmm. tracks that he looked at. And because it's such, you know, built in 1947, one of our longest running tracks on the NASCAR circuit and, and issues a beautiful trophy. It's a, a grandfather clock that, that I've been everybody wants. Everybody has one uh, that's been there and, and has won the race. They all have grandfather clocks. It's things for the, Jimmy the Johnson has nine. nine. Can yeah. you imagine what it sounds like in his house when, well, <laughs> when they then, go off? And then the 11 monster trophies are sitting. Yeah, on yeah, there, yeah, right? yeah. So there's two. But uh, the fact that the grandfather clock is there, I've been privileged to have one with Brad 
uh, mm-hmm. over at Team Penske a couple years back. He will cherish that trophy. It will be something that it's actually used. You know, it's not just something that sits on a shelf and goes away. Uh, so it's a great, great win for those guys, especially when you used to go there. He's been going now since 2007 and yeah. struggled twice a year. Uh, last year he ran really good, could have won, should have won, did not win. Yeah, uh, a good. He just got his move. first short track win. What earlier this year? Exactly right. Yeah. And that's so that's uh, and that Richmond. was that was just unbelievable yeah, and to me. Rich, and Richmond was a bad track. We never ran good at Richmond either uh, back in the DEI days. So those guys have come around. Martin has become a much better driver, and that's part of. He doesn't have just great race cars and good crew chiefs and a great team. The driver still has to learn how to get around tracks, and that's mm-hmm. what it came down to. He did a great job of managing his race car yesterday as fast as it was, managing traffic, uh, and he did a really good job and came home with a grandfather clock. I'm glad you mentioned Brad Keselowski a moment ago because he won at Martinsville earlier this year in dominant fashion. Sunday, we saw Martin Truex Jr. win in dominant fashion. Those two guys led over 90% of the laps at Martinsville this year. What's going on? So we have a 500-lap race. Brad led 446. Denny led 464 for a grand total. Or Martin. Martin uh, Truex, I'm sorry, led uh, a total of 910 laps uh, in two races. It's amazing. Uh, uh, TJ Majors, uh, Eddie DeHunt, and myself, we carpool up back and forth uh, Mm -hmm. all three days. So we solve all the world's problems Mm -hmm. uh, in in the car. (laughs) That's part of what we do. Uh, In case you didn't know it, those three of us are fixing everything. Great, great. I'm glad that's taken care of. So everything's in good shape for the next couple of years. Um, but one of the things we discussed was exactly that. And, and we look at each other because NASCAR, NASCAR recognized a small issue in the spring after all those number of laps led by one single car. They had a tire test between the races uh, in the summertime. Actually, the 21 car was part of that test for a trying to find a tire that did a little more wearing out mm-hmm. uh, without failing, of course. And trying to manage the, the 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 speeds. That's a fine line. Exactly right. So what you have is you have so much downforce on these cars that the tires aren't really wearing out. They're doing a they're doing exactly what you're asking them to do. But if somebody hits on a aero package that gives a plenty of downforce, then the mechanical grip that the other teams have isn't an advantage enough to overcome the aero side. And and realistically, that's the system we have this year with that high downforce and still a high horsepower engine, but it's that high downforce that really allows you to click on something, and when you do, you're superior to the field. You can nobody, run off and hide like we've exactly. seen those two do. Brad and Martin both clicked on something, and nobody could touch them. So let's go back now. When we first started hearing about this package, the talk was the primary goal was to kind of fix what was wrong with the racing at the intermediate tracks. Yeah. Why, then, does it manifest itself so much at a short track like a Martinsville instead of the intermediates. We've always talked on this show specifically that there's not a one switch that you can just like a gang bar and activate and it work on every track. Mm-hmm. It simply can't work that way. What fixes one problem at one track will cause another problem at another track. And that's really what we're seeing. The the downforce package that has, in my opinion, made the intermediates much better racier. It has. It has. Uh, it, it, the exciting we have it coming Especially up in on Texas, restarts are nuts. Exactly right. Is actually causing another little problem at a place like Martinsville, at Bristol. Places that we didn't used to have to worry about arrow so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we have a problem at Bristol. Can't We have an arrow, the dreaded arrow push. You can get right up behind somebody's bumper, and instead of being able to loosen them up, you just lose the nose because the cars are because so... Because that, that spoiler is so tall, it's yeah. making the air go way yeah. up high. You have so much more downforce on these cars that when you lose it, it's more of a detriment. And places like Loudoun, places like Martinsville, Richmond, Bristol, you're seeing the deficit that we never saw in the past. So everything that was fixed for an intermediate 
has caused a little bit of a discussion or, or an issue at the shorter tracks now. And part of the reason, you know, you hear fans say, well, why don't they do this at that track and the other yeah. at another track? And part of the, the impetus for this was cost reduction. They yeah. didn't want the teams having to build 18 different kinds of cars. And we're, we would. I know. We, we, I mean, we would. I, I, yeah, I, I, we absolutely. absolutely would. Uh, you know, back in the COT days when, when we were supposed to run the same car, uh, at every single track, we didn't. We had speedway cars and short track cars, and it's the exact same situation. Road course now. cars. We have cars. We have cars that this car that ran Martinsville would never go see next week at Texas. Yeah. Uh, as much as NASCAR wants that to happen, kind of like they do in the K and N series and some lower series, you're simply not going to because teams understand what works good at Martinsville won't work good at Bristol or right. vice at Texas or right. you try and find like a happy medium. Well, but but that's the problem. There isn't a happy medium because right. there's they're so different. You, well, there's a happy medium. Yeah. Right. You don't want a happy medium. You want to bring your best effort to whatever racetrack you're at. Mm-hmm. And if that means building a new car specific to that track, that's exactly what teams are doing. All right. Well, while we're on this topic, then let me ask you about another thing. I'm sure you saw some of the social media when Austin Dillon went to test the car that we're going to have in 2021 or mm-hmm. two. What did you think about that? And what's the goal there that we're looking for? Obviously, it had all the zebra swirls all over it, so you couldn't yeah. really get a good, clean look at it. But what are you thinking about what they're trying to get to with that car? The only reason that the only reason that car had a body on it was because it had to have a body. And what the reason we had all the secrecy of the swirls was the body was an irrelevant part of the test. Mm-hmm. That test was more about the mechanics. That's a chassis that's bolted together. It's a completely different under-the-hood engine assembly and the way it works. Completely different hubs, different rear ends, different everything about the mechanical side of that race car. The way the engine is fed air, the way the aero works around the car, that underneath side is was being tested. There was not a test for the actual body. It was a generic body that gave the NASCAR engineers from a simulation that they wanted to have a certain amount of downforce. Mm-hmm. That body was simply created to give those numbers. Right. We weren't testing a body. Uh, Childress Racing was not testing a body per se. They were it testing was, what's underneath. Underneath the body, more of the mechanical side of things. Let me tell you this now. we A couple of weeks ago when we were in Talladega, Kim Kuhn had our one-on-one pre-race sit-down interview with Richard Childress. And one of the things that he said that I thought was so interesting was, uh, this is when he was leaving. He he brought this up without anybody asking him about it. He said, you know, this new car is going to be something that we haven't seen in a long time. He said it's it's the first real race car, uh, making it a real race car change since the 60s. He said, we're still running. And granted, there's been research and development and, and, and tweaks and twists to it. But the same assembly, essentially, that we had in the late 60s on the front end of those cars. Yeah, even in the rear end of those cars, it's a, it's a track bar, truck arm association, which we came out in the mid to late 60s, I believe, that we've been mm-hmm. running ever since with, uh, uh, with individual springs, individual shocks and A-frame arms. Uh, that Today, you, there's nothing on the street that even has that. What they're going to is a coil-over style system with a shock and coil packaged together. They're looking at getting rid of the truck arm style and possibly maybe a four-link or getting an independent rear suspension style. So the technology that's to make it, it more relevant to what the manufacturers are doing on the street. Absolutely, now. there isn't a car made right now that has truck arms and a track bar and a solid axle. Mm-hmm. Any kind of sports car, because it's really at a detriment when you're when you're competing from the manufacturer side against other manufacturers that even aren't a NASCAR. You're still making these cars on the assembly line that represent old technology, and you're trying to compete. 
the cars like the Corvette, the Camaros, the Ford Mustangs, all independent rear ends, and we're going to go in that direction for 2021. It's going to be something to behold for sure as we see more and more about that. We've got to take another time out here on MRN Out Loud. When we come back, we'll talk a little Xfinity racing. There was some mayhem there as well, and the Truck Series is back as they get uh, in action at Martinsville. They'll take a week off before coming back to action at ISM Raceway in Phoenix. We'll talk about all that and begin to look ahead at Texas next. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. G'day America, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right, Outback Delivery is here. Now you can enjoy all your Outback favourites anywhere. Our signature centre cut sirloin at home. It's here. Or game day party platters with kookaburra wings that'll have both teams cheering. It's here. Or steak and lobster for a date night at home. It's here. Head over to Outback.com and place your orders because Outback Delivery is here. Outback Steakhouse, Aussie rules. Delivery availability varies. Delivery charge may apply. Veteran drivers and rookie drivers. NASCAR Today Midday keeps you up to date with all your favorites each weekday. It's a dream come true. A lot of you know the path that I've gone down. There's a lot of opportunity with the package changes, you know, with the Chevrolet and the work they're putting in. And I know one thing's for sure, it's good to have my name on the top of the cup car. Don't miss any of the breaking NASCAR news with NASCAR Today Midday. Only on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Yeah, what a race. Um, I'd say we didn't have quite the speed just overall. Um, to start the race, I was really tight. Uh, we made one pit stop and made it a lot, a lot better, where I could contend for probably top five. And then we were in a wreck, knocked the nose in, knocked the whole right side in. Um, we were going to stay out, but we decided the tires were going to probably rub. So we came in and got four fresh tires and made even more adjustments. And, um, man, I think our, we, our, we made our truck a ton better throughout the race. Uh, played the pace of the their whole race really well um after we got that last set of, last set of tires um just picked people off kind of methodically and um you know 40 laps is a long time here uh even at the end when we were up in like fourth or fifth so um just about controlling it from there and um you know, just being smart Todd Gilliland wins the NASCAR Hall of Fame 200 at Martinsville Speedway in the Gander Outdoors Truck Series. His first win, his first with Kyle Busch Motorsports, his first in the Truck Series. And he had some comments after the race on his in-car radio where he was kind of uh, getting back a little bit, shall we say, at his team owner. As kids, we grow up and there are times that as we're being scolded and disciplined by our parents, one of the things that every kid has always said is, I hate you. You know, <laughs> or go, you slam the door go, and then go, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, but we always say things directed to our parents because they were disciplining us. Mm-hmm. Kyle Busch has been very disciplined and strict on his two young drivers uh, with Todd Gillian uh, and, and Harrison Burton over there because he felt like their performance, he was trying to whip them a little bit like you would a horse, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Kyle Busch sometimes is known as not being the smoothest person, and, and he's been very aggressive. Bedside manner. Exactly yeah. right. So – that was a lash of Todd Gillian saying to his parents, "I hate you." <laughs> I'm going to get back at yeah, you. Yeah, and he he realizes that later on, it's you know it, it's it is the heat of the moment. 
um, it'll blow by and everybody will move on and next year will happen and people will forget about it. But right now it's pretty hilarious. Kyle Busch was asked about it after the cup race if he had any yeah. comment and he gave the one word answer, nope, nope no comment. didn't want to talk about it at all. The one thing Todd Gillian has done now is he's put a little bit of a spin on the truck playoffs. They're going to take a week off here as we go to a Texas here next weekend. They're going to finish up in Phoenix, mm-hmm. okay? But we have six drivers in. And, and they'll eliminate two. Exactly right. Well, Todd Gillian has taken one of the spots away for somebody to win and get, and get, a, get and in an automatic. and get in and win. So now we're looking at points. And you got the bottom of the point barrel with Tyler Ankrum, uh, Matt Kraft and Austin Hill, Ross Chastain, Stuart Friesen in second, and Brett Moffitt. And we're looking for the guys now who are that, that intensity for those bottom two spots, which is fifth and sixth right now. Mm-hmm. Matt Crafton had a bad day. He had an electrical issue. Lost I think it was points. like, what, four of the six had yeah. some kind of incident? A very, very odd day for uh, the truck series, yeah. which is my worst. I hate the race. I can't stand it. It's the sloppiest race I've ever seen. I was walking off the spotter stand uh, talking to Harrison uh, Burton's father, Jeff Burton, and we walked by, and I said, Jeff, I hate this race. I said, we go for two stages, and everybody races great, and then somebody breaks the seal. <laughs> and they break the seal, and it's all chaos. Mm-hmm. It's, it's throw all bit of respect Who out. did you spot for in the truck race? I did uh, Tyler Dipple. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tyler Dipple. We uh, got missed one wreck. Uh, no problem. Stalled the truck. It wouldn't crank. We lost a lap and then got into the back uh, racing for the free pass and knocked the radiator out of it. So oh. it was one of them deals. Uh, I have not been had a good day over there uh, with the truck series, but it's just a sloppy race. But now we have two drivers on point, so the intensity at Phoenix will be really, really ramped up mm-hmm. because the points are matter. You can't just win and get in uh, because there's only four spots and nobody's won. And it's, so it's, the intensity is going to be really cool. At least none of the go, playoff drivers. Exactly I mean, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you take a driver out of the playoffs and wins, it really throws a monkey wrench, if you will, into those guys that are pointing or having to win their way into Phoenix. Couple and, of, and a couple of other notes there. How about Brett Moffitt, what he continues to do with a different team? And the GMS Racing announced uh, going into Martinsville that he'd be back with that organization in 2020. Uh, he's, he's really getting it done here, still leading the standings as they head to ism raceway they'll take a week off as you mentioned but then matt crafton another issue with uh he was just an expletive laden uh tirade on his in-car radio about uh the Elmore engines that they're having to run the ecus the whole ball of wax he was mad heat of the moment i get it but man when you have something like that happen in two different playoff races you can understand why a guy would boil over a little bit. You know, we, we run 25, 26, 28 races a year, and to have it taken away from you like it was for those guys in Vegas uh, when the Ilmore engines, uh, come to find out, were improperly tuned. Four engines failed, and they found out that they were improperly tuned. For the heat, or I think it was in, in, the elevation, in that area. The elevation and the temperature at Vegas, yeah. uh, they didn't have the correct tune because they were done by a computer. Mm-hmm. It was a human error that was completely away from the, the teams that had failed those engines. Now you go to Martinsville, and I don't know the exact cause, but he's blaming or saying that the the cause was the electrical issue with the ECU and the because it's a fuel injected engine now on the truck yeah. series. The Xfinity series is the only series now that has carburetors, mm. which is kind of unique. So the yeah. tru- the trucks and the Monster Cup side have fuel injected engines and and have a lot of electrical draw. They had an electrical issue; it killed the battery. They brought it down, fixed it. He finished many laps down. You hate to have that taken away from you and out of your control. If you were building the exact same system and you had the failure, like, oh, my bad. Yeah, our it bad. was our we, team. It we was did our it. team. Yeah. Right? But when it's out of your control, when you're buying a part 
Uh, it's no different than we saw years ago when Tony Stewart used to blast Goodyear. Yeah, I'm taking them all off my own street cars, <laughs> you know, because Goodyear is building these tires and we're running Goodyear tires, and that's that's why our tires now don't fail. We don't have mm. failures anymore because Goodyear said, you know what, Tony, you're that, right. That's not going to happen. We're yeah. not going to fail tires anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now Elmore has the issues uh, that they fix in Vegas, and Matt Crafton unfortunately had his issue. Uh, and again, you know, it's a tough deal. It's just it's racing. It's you buy parts. Sometimes they fail. One last chance for the Gander Outdoors Truck Series playoff drivers to make the championship four at Homestead. That comes at ISM Raceway. The Xfinity Series was off this past weekend, but they head uh, back into action this coming weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. We had Noah Gregson in last week while you were on special assignment, and he talked a lot about Texas and what to expect there. What do you think we're going to see? You know, it's an incredible race. Uh, The thing I love about watching these mile-and-a-half tracks uh, in the Xfinity Series is the way the body can manage uh, some dinging um, every time, like at Martin. They've got the composite bodies the composite, on them now. Exactly. Yeah. So even yesterday at Martinsville, we talked earlier in the show about the arrow. Uh, we got into the wall a little bit, and the car instantly went tight. It got tight simply by scrubbing mm-hmm. the wall at the shortest track we race at. These Xfinity cars have the ability to run side by side, get off the walls, charge corners, run the high lane, and if they scrub the wall – the composite body is able to compress and flex in and out, mm-hmm. and you don't see that big detriment. And I really think that allows these guys to get after it a little bit more, and you see a lot of side-by-side action. With, with their, The fear is, oh, my goodness, I can't put a door ding in my race car yeah. for fear of it falling off. Uh, in, in performance. Kurt Busch has been a big advocate of whatever comes out of the new car. We need to do something so that when guys bang on each other or yep. get side by side, mm-hmm. it doesn't crush around the wheel wells yep. and cut down a tire. Yep. Whatever that turns out to be or however it turns out to be, something to keep that from happening. And it looks like that might be what the, the case is in the Xfinity series. Yes, yeah, one of the things we see in the trucks quite a bit because the bedsides are so flat. Mm-hmm. They're like a piece of plywood almost as far mm-hmm. as how flat they are. And they line up very well and they beat and bang and without having that big detriment into the wheel well with our cup cars we're sitting so low the tire is stuffed up under the wheel well the minute you ding in a fender or anything it's cutting the tire right away as we saw with the 22 the two gotten some incidents since you know yesterday there were a couple two or three dents in fenders that caused some tire rubs all right what we like to do here as you know is give away free stuff and no, you're going to tell folks how they can do it well it's the end of the month here yep. we are coming up to halloween no didn't dress up my little joey sitting right here we already <laughs> gave away a free blooming onion but at the end of every month hercules tires gives away a set of free tires black it's the only thing is we do do black 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 is the, tires black tires that's no orange wheels nope. or anything like nope. that okay. but you still have time to get on your your interweb there get on your power your computer <laughs> up or your tablet or whatever device you might use go to hercules tire.com slash mrn that's all you got to do put your name number email phone number no pictures necessary but you can register and get a free set of you'll black be among tires. those eligible absolutely yes. right and then we're going to draw a name hercules tires.com slash mrn one set of free tires available every month. All right. You can do that at Hercules Tire. You can head to Outback Steakhouse if you're watching on a Monday. Get the free Bloomin' Onion because Kevin Harvick got another top 10 finish. Mm. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Texas Motor Speedway, where the Cup and Xfinity teams head this weekend. G'day, America. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right. Outback Delivery is here. 
Now you can enjoy all your Outback favourites anywhere. Our signature centre-cut sirloin at home. It's here. Or game day party platters with kookaburra wings that'll have both teams cheering. It's here. Or steak and lobster for a date night at home. It's here. Head over to Outback.com and place your orders because Outback delivery is here. Outback Steakhouse. Aussie rules. Delivery availability varies. Delivery charge may apply. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments. Experience realistic racing simulators and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. It's the age-old racing debate. Is it the car or is it the driver? Well, the answer isn't really that simple. If you do the math, it's one part car, one part driver, five parts pit crew. Not to mention all the guys back at the shop. The engine builder, the interior designer, wind tunnel tech, decal art. Be sure to join MRN Crew Call each week to meet the guys behind the numbers that make the car go. It's MRN Crew Call presented by Money Lion. Every Wednesday on MRN.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, yeah, restarts in one and two are certainly treacherous just the way that, um, you know, the, the banking's not quite there to hold you like it used to be. And uh, the, the track ends are very different, three and four different than one and two. So, um, you know, you kind of see it, especially with the Xfinity cars with the, the lower downforce. They have a bit more issues. We've seen some late race restarts and some problems for some guys in that race a couple times. And, um, you know, for us, it's no different. Um, you know, we also have some of this, the same issues. But, uh, you know, we learned some things last week, I think, at Kansas that helped our car. And uh, hopefully we can transfer some of that knowledge to, uh, to Texas and his homestead as well. Kyle Busch talking about Texas Motor Speedway. But did you see that cool jack-o'-lantern helmet he had there? That was fantastic. Yeah, M&M's does an amazing job during the season mm-hmm. um, celebrating the M&M's and the Halloween uh, relationship. It's perfect yeah, for them. It's absolutely. But one of the things he's talking about is a couple, five years or so, they re- uh, configured Texas Motor Speedway and kind of flattened out turns one and two, mm-hmm. made it exceedingly wide, which we nobody really understood why they made it so wide because it's so flat and you, you're never going to run up against the wall. One of the things we saw last uh, the spring race was they sprayed the middle and outer grooves to try it with the VH1 yep. spray, whatever you call VHT, it. VHT, whatever, PJ1, exactly, whatever, yeah. whatever. But they spray it for more traction to try to allow those cars to, to widen the track out. Three and four does it on its own. You're going to run bottom to top wherever your car uh, can handle the best. You have options down in three and four. But on restarts, because you're two by two, as you go down, you're already wide open. The car on the bottom has a little bit of an advantage simply because it's a shorter way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top car tries to maintain a higher speed to get around there, and so he's going to have less mechanical grip based on the fact that he's further away from the center of the track. And that's the example, exactly what we'll see in the cup car. But the cup car doesn't have quite the issue there because it has so much more downforce to begin Mm -hmm. with. So like Kyle said, it corrects itself initially. Um, But one and two will try to widen out with the spray. Uh, they they did a good job. It does widen. And out. we haven't heard yet ex- exactly yeah. what they're planning to do this time around. Yeah, we we know they're going to spray at Phoenix. Uh, I hope they spray Texas, but uh, hopefully one and two will be sprayed a little bit, or maybe maybe get to use the tire. Oh, dragon. here we go. That's exactly right. So the tire dragon will be in use there. I I can almost guarantee it. 
Um, but the ch- Texas, what makes it so challenging is the fact that three and four and one and two are so different. Yeah, and they used to be very similar. Yeah. Remember back in the old uh, shut up and race days when everybody was complaining about coming off yeah. of, of one or two and banging the, the wall? And yeah. yeah, we've come a long way. Xfinity Series races there. They've got two races left to eliminate four drivers to set the championship mm-hmm. four as they get set to head to, uh, to Texas this weekend. Chase Briscoe just on the outside by two points, trailing Justin Allgaard. Pretty tight battle there among the guys. Uh, Christopher Bell, Cole Custer, and Tyler Reddick, the big three that the we've big been talking three. about all yep. year. Yep, and what we have here is, uh, again, my guy, Justin, man. I've been trumping his horn all week, all year long. You've been saying I'm he's going to be that fourth I, guy. I think he's the fourth guy, but unbeknownst to me, little did I have any idea how strong Chase Briscoe is going to be once the playoffs mm-hmm. started. Whatever combination they switched from the regular season to the playoffs is clearly working miraculously because Chase Briscoe has come to the top of the field and right now would easily be in the top three of those guys if they could just have had points from earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I see him being a very big contender. If he gets to Homestead, him and Tyler, I can't imagine. There will be no room against the wall with all four of those guys <laughs> yeah. slammed up against the wall. Chase Briscoe did a really good job in the trucks a couple years back. And, and he told us earlier that he felt like yep. uh, if they could make it to Homestead, he'd be really good. He's talked uh, several times about he did yep. that test. Yep, they did that test, but but you can still see Justin All. He's got to jump Justin Allgaier mm-hmm. uh, there in, in Texas. Uh, that'll be a big, big weekend for these guys this year. Uh, this coming weekend in Phoenix uh, to see who gets there, who who claims the top three, you know, who who can break into that and become the fourth guy for Homestead. Because realistically, the Christopher Bells, the Cole Custer, and Tyler Reddick, they've already kind of put their stamp on Homestead unless something catastrophic mechanically happens to them in the next two weeks. All right, we've got a big weekend coming up. Our friends over at the Performance Racing Network will have the coverage this weekend out at the Texas Motor Speedway. However, we've got stuff coming up right here on the Motor Racing Network this week. Our MRN 50 podcast series continues this week. It's about the 90s and some of the guys who joined the network, guys like Mike Bagley, Dave Moody uh, joined the network, Jeff Striegel, Alex Hayden. All those guys came aboard in the 90s. The truck series started in the Mm -hmm. 90s. We've got a lot about that in this week's edition of the podcast nascar live every tuesday night at seven o'clock eastern time mike bagley is your host we'll have uh, some of noah gregson's comments that he, he made here on uh, mrn out loud on that program as well make sure you catch it nascar live seven o'clock eastern time on tuesday don't forget head over to outback steakhouse get the free blooming onion register at hercules tire you may win a free set of tires joey meyer back in the house i'm woody kane we'll see you right back here next week for another edition of MRN Out Loud.